We are excited to bring you a brand new week of Village Vice. He is yes. Zach. Yeah. He yes. is Zach. <laughs> He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. We're gonna we're gonna wait on his internet to catch up throughout the show today. And that is just fine because we're gonna yeah. project the schedule. You know, Wednesday night, the 2024 football schedule is announced. And we're gonna, you know, a few dates have leaked. And so we're gonna try to put the pieces in where we would like them to go, Zach. We're not worried about fairness. We're not worried about balance or equity. We're talking about best possible schedule for Auburn as we see it in 2024. Yeah, because I don't think the SEC cared about Auburn this year. I mean, that stretch of five games in a row was brutal. It was brutal. Um, I guess it was four games, five weeks. There was a bye week in the middle of it. And that was just a brutal brutal thing where Auburn lost those four games. I think you just want to avoid that, Brad. Mm -hmm. So let's start with what we know. If you're comfortable with that, let's start with what we know. We know that we will, I guess we could in theory, not open the season, but I'm guessing we will open the season September 7th. We will host Cal to finish up that one and that home and home, which I think Auburn fans are going to be looking forward to returning that favor the following week. New Mexico Lobos come to town. And then October 5th, we go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. November 16th, we host ULM. There's a week in between ULM and then the Iron Bowl. So unless there's an open date, that would be kind of interesting. You'll be playing the non-con, then another SEC team, then the Iron Bowl. So my goal in all of this, Brad, is to avoid what happened a year ago which was Auburn having to play the four of their top five toughest opponents mm-hmm. all in a row. And so we know where Auburn's playing Georgia, and we know where Auburn's playing Alabama. So those aren't going to be in that same stretch, which is good. Other than that, I just don't want to have to play Oklahoma and go to and go to Missouri and Kentucky all in a row. That's really all I'm asking for. <laughs> You're easy to please. Um, let's... Let's also reiterate a couple of other things that we know. Uh, We know that Auburn doesn't play Ole Miss or LSU. We know the road opponents, in addition to Georgia and Alabama, are Kentucky and Missouri, as you said. We know the home opponents in conference play are Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt. So, you want to try to build back from the Iron Bowl, since we know, or at least according to the... Now, look, it's possible the leaks are wrong, and, and we'll find out Wednesday, but Point. let's assume, okay, that that leaks are correct, and Alabama is November 30th, and ULM is November 16th. What conference team do you slide in to November 23rd? This is a no-brainer, right? It's Vandy. Yeah, I think so. You, you, you host Vandy... And I think that's the most gimme game of all of the maybes or all of the unscheduled games so far. So I I would say Vanderbilt. Yeah, I I think so. And then that way you have ULM and Vandy back-to-back before you go to Tuscaloosa. It would make sense to get a home game, too, if you're just looking at projections. We saw the leak that Alabama, before hosting the Iron Bowl, is going to go to Oklahoma. So... First of all, Oklahoma's off the board, so Auburn won't be hosting Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We can scratch that off. Um, but in alternating home and away, 
it makes sense that you've got a home game there. So of the three left, I think it makes a lot of sense that Vanderbilt is slotted in there before the Iron Bowl. Then I wonder if before that you put Auburn on the road mm-hmm. and you have them either go to Kentucky or to Missouri, which selfishly, I want Kentucky as late in the schedule as possible. Just because historically, mm-hmm. over the last decade, since Stoops has been there, the team believes in itself a lot more at the start of the year, and they believe that they can be a favorite in the SEC East, which that'll go away next season because mm-hmm. divisions are going away. But this is a team that they'll beat a Florida that's struggling, or they'll beat you know some team that's struggling, and they'll convince themselves in the locker room that they're something special because they're Kentucky, and their measuring stick is way too short. So... To me, the later you can play Kentucky in your slate of games, mm-hmm. I think more it benefits you because it always seems like towards the end of November, it gets a little rocky for the Wildcats. So I think if we're building backwards, mm-hmm. looking at Alabama and then maybe Vandy is what we're talking about, hosting Vandy, hosting ULM, mm-hmm. I think I would put at Kentucky before that. So game nine of the season, you would put in Lexington. Is my what? What do you think of the logic there? Yeah, no, I think that makes a ton of sense. I mean, okay. Missouri will lose some pieces, but Missouri is going to start the year as a top twenty. Yeah, yeah, maybe fifteen. Yeah. So I don't know where the goods. How close to Georgia do you want them right now? If you got Cal week one, you've got New Mexico week two. There's also missing. Do we know the fourth non-conference opponent? We know Cal, New Mexico, and ULM. Do we know the fourth non-con? I guess, I guess not. All right, so that's still up in the air. I hope it's not New Mexico State. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a multi-year deal. I um, hope we never play them again, Brad. Ah, uh, Auburn. Listen, no, <laughs> Auburn wins that game ninety-nine out of a hundred times. It just happened to be it. the one that I that get. It. I just don't want to have to talk about it. I know. Whenever that happens again. That's fair. That's totally fair. You see New Mexico hired Bronco Mendenhall, by the way? I, I missed that. That's yeah. incredible. I love that. They hired Bronco Mendenhall, former BYU and Virginia head coach. Who else were they considering for that head coaching job? I don't know who they were actually considering. I had seen Brian Harson's name connected with the job. You're going to get a DM, Brad. You're going to get was, a DM. I was hoping upon hope. Oh, Somebody's no. I going to message you. I, let me tell you something. I extend the invitation, as I did in my response to the DM, to Coach Harson to come on this show any time. It would not be ugly. It would not be disrespect. We would have a respectful, healthy 100%. discourse on this show, I believe at 100%, and that invitation is open anytime. So his name was mentioned in conjunction with the New Mexico job. Can you imagine what that game would have been like? <clears throat> okay. So we have Cal in New Mexico week one, week two. We have the final four being at Kentucky, home to ULM, home to Vandy, and then at Alabama. You got to figure a bye week in there somewhere, but also it, uh, you know, we've seen some reports that Georgia is October 5th. That mm-hmm. was game five. So you have two games to fill before Georgia. Yeah. Uh, assuming one of those, I think a bye week would make sense there. I'm yeah. with you on that. I just I want to spread out the road trips to Kentucky and I want to spread and in the road trip to Missouri. 
Yeah. And I don't hate if you go to Missouri shortly after Georgia, because as of right now, I don't feel confident about either of those games. And so let's just go ahead and kind of chalk that to a tough part of the schedule. But if we were going to perfectly space them out, we would need, which one, I don't know if you actually can, but you would need to slide in the home game against Texas A&M somewhere mm-hmm. around here. Um, and I don't know why, Brad, but I've just got a feeling like opening conference play against Arkansas. Like that feels like a good bet. I don't know okay. why. Maybe because okay. we've seen it before. I don't know. But that wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't shock me if hosting Arkansas early in the season um, would make sense. And I think that'd be, I think that would benefit Auburn too. Yeah. I think that would benefit Auburn a ton. I mean, Arkansas is going to look extremely different with their quarterback and running back, the best two players on their team entering the portal. Uh, I would like to get Arkansas early. You'll put them in week three then, right after uh, New Mexico, first conference I'm cool. game? I'm cool with it if you are. Okay, I like it. We'll send this to the schedule makers just to make sure they they know where Auburn stands. I, I don't think we need to. I, I think uh, I think Greg Sankey is uh, a Village Vice super fan. Oh, that's, that's a good point. He should be if he's not, by the way. I'm with you. All right, so that is... Greg, thank you. Has that's eight games. You need somebody between Arkansas and Georgia. Do we do we go non-conference to be named later? Sure. In that spot. Okay. Whoever sure. that is, non-conference four. All right. Now you need somebody after Georgia. You got three in a row now uh, between Georgia and Kentucky on the road. You got to host Texas A&M. You got to host Oklahoma. And a bye week. Now there's one more in there somewhere. Are you sure? (laughs) Totally. Let's see. Because we've done Arkansas. We've done Oklahoma. Oh, Missouri. You got to go to Missouri. Oh, you got to go to Missouri. Yep. Oh, but you said put Georgia and Missouri back to back. (sighs) I mean... If as of right now, I don't think you win either of those games. So that that's kind of my thought process. That's kind of my thought process. Yeah. Well, but this is not the team that would be playing those games. Now, this team's going to be, you know, reconstructed and built up. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what it looks like. We're going to feel a lot different, I think, by the time we get to. And Missouri may be a lot different, too. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go Georgia and Missouri back-to-back games five and six. Okay. Whether there's a bye week after Missouri that would split it in half or a bye week before Missouri, um, we'll put those back-to-back. And now you got Texas A&M and Oklahoma back-to-back at home. I like that. Where okay. where did you put the bye week? Either bef- either uh, between Georgia and Missouri or after Missouri. I would love it between Georgia and Missouri. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. Then there you go. So you go at Georgia bye week, at Mizzou, and then back-to-back home games against A&M and Oklahoma. Do you care the order? Nope. Okay. I don't. All right. We'll go uh we'll go alphabetically. Oklahoma game seven, Texas AM game eight. So there's your village vice Ideal wishful schedule. projection. Yeah. Cal, New Mexico, Arkansas, non-conference, Georgia, bye week, Missouri, Oklahoma, AM at Kentucky, ULM Vandy at Alabama. We could do a lot worse, I think. Yeah. I think we could do a lot worse. Uh, and I think worst case would be you go you go at Georgia, at Missouri, Oklahoma at home, and at Kentucky. I think those in a row would be brutal. Yeah. 
I think that's the worst. And I don't think the order necessarily matters either. But I just think those four in a row would be similar to what we just went through. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I would say you could flip Missouri and Arkansas and be okay too. If you wanted to go ahead and get a tough road test week three of the season and slide Arkansas back in the middle of a, a tougher stretch, but then that would give you three straight home games in the league, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and I don't think they'll do that. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think they'll do that. So, I agree with you, but I think that would, I mean, if we're talking ideal, that'd be right. pretty ideal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm with you on that. What I'm are we not that. thinking about? Let us know. I think this is going to be a really fun comments conversation because I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of different angles from which you can look at this and have some fun with it. No question. No question. Other things you can have fun with. Winning money and mybookie.ag. You watch this show. You probably watch a ton of sports talk. Mybookie.ag is where you can capitalize on your sports knowledge. Mybookie.ag, you can bet on sports anywhere. Doesn't matter where you live. You just sign up at mybookie.ag and they'll take care of you. When you make that first deposit after you make your free account at mybookie.ag, use promo code NEXTROUND. And like magic, boop, boop, you got money, just add it to your account. That's what that sound is. You'll hear it. Boop, boom, extra money. Use promo code NEXTROUND at mybookie.ag. Boop. We, we need to talk to those next round guys about increasing our sound effects budget so we could actually push a button and get the, the sound effect. I mean, I think that would add a lot to the show we can do that brad i have the equipment to do that yeah i think we ought to do it but why i, I can just go boop well pretty strong okay let me All know right. what other uh let me know what other effects you want I, I'll work on I, <laughs> you're like the guy from police academy <clears throat> that was a movie in the 80s police academy had this, guy, had this guy that did all the sound effects himself never mind you know what we'll just move right along yeah go ahead a a pretty quiet portal weekend so far. Yeah. yeah. And they, they hosted some guys and it seems like the trend continues to be emphasis on the offensive line, Brad. They talked to the kid from Georgia Southern. I'm not super like, I'm not super fired up about him. I'm just going to be honest with you. And it, it doesn't seem like the interest is as polarizing as some of these other guys, but the, the guy that's in today, as we record this Sunday, yeah. Mac pounders Whew. off left tackle at Memphis. He only played left tackle last year, and I think he could start at left tackle. I think if you add him, it gives you the possibility of two things. One, you will have an intense battle at left tackle between him and Dylan Wade. Yeah. And best case, I think best case for Auburn is scooting Dylan Wade inside to guard. Yeah. And I think Mac Pounders, one, is an incredible name. I tweeted this out. The best offensive line name I have ever heard. <laughs> ever heard, Bradlaw. <laughs> Mac Pounders, are you kidding me? Yeah, but he's a listen. really good player, too. I spent Saturday morning watching his tape. I'm sold on this kid. And so whatever yeah. Auburn needs to do to get this guy, I'm all about it. I am all about Mac Pounders. I mean, I mean, King Dunlap was a pretty good name for an offensive lineman, too. Um, Pounders? But, yeah, no, you're right. I know. I, I, I can't disagree with that. I really can't. Um, doesn't it excite you? Just stop for a minute. Stop. He's for listed a minute. at 290 pounds, which is yeah. inaccurate. He's listed at 290 pounders. Oh, that's good. That's good, by the way. That's, Internet's acting up. So sorry. That's all right. It's okay. Um, I, I want you to think about the world we live in here for just a minute, okay? 
this coach and this coaching staff and what they're trying to do with the offensive line. They didn't just say, look, we brought in nine guys a year ago and most of them are back and we'll be fine. Nope. They understand that to win in the SEC, you must, must have an elite offensive line. And sure, you like your ability to recruit guys from high school and bring them on up, but if you can go get yourself a 6'6", 290 pounder pounder, or if you can go get a 6'6", 320 pound guard who has power conference experience, do it. You have the pieces in the other rooms offensively. You still have a loaded tight end room. You're bringing in loads of talent at the wide receiver position. You got one of the best running back rooms in the country, certainly in the conference, and you have a quarterback who's perfectly capable of making plays and is very tough. You give them, you give them some guys to block, some elite guys to block. You're going to change your projections in a hurry. Yeah, and I think the offensive line, this newly put together offensive line from a year ago, I think it overachieved in yeah. 2023. And I think a lot of that had to do with the depth, and I think Auburn got lucky as far as like where they suffered injuries from. Like I think they're lucky it happened at center, and you had Connor Lou ready to go. That happens at one of your tackles. I think it's a different conversation. It'd be interesting to see what they would have done. Yeah. But but I love Xavion Miller. I think Xavion Miller played in a year too early. I don't think yeah. they expected him to play last year, but he was just so impressive in fall camp they had to play him. This is the year where they brought Xavion Miller in is to play this season. And I think the fact that he's already got a full season of SEC play mm -hmm. under his belt is huge for a kid like that. Dylan Wade, I think worst case is your guard. Or, or, or your your left tackle, and then best case, you slot him into guard because you find another tackle that that wants to work. I think that's incredible. Connor Lou's a future NFL center and may mm -hmm. have a long career. Um, uh, there's just a lot to like, Brad. And, and the fact that Jeremiah Wright was Auburn's best offensive lineman two seasons ago, and now he might be the fifth or sixth best offensive lineman, I think that's kind of a testament as far as what they've done so far. Now, you said it. Depth is the key. You know, and, and Isaiah Miller wasn't 100% all year. Cam Stutz wasn't 100% all year. But because they had the depth to be yeah. able to, to you know, do some, some uh, load management on those guys at certain points throughout the year, even, it's, even if it was for a series or for right. a quarter, so they didn't have to go out and play 75 snaps, but they could play 60 or 55 in a game. Um, that's what the depth does for you. And that's why for the last three, four years, you know, when there was ringing of hands, it was because there's just not the, there's not the depth on the offensive line. You might've been okay. Might've been okay with your first five, but the guys behind them, they're just, you didn't have it. And this staff understands that you can't, you can't sit at the table and play the game without quality depth on the offensive line in this conference. And they know it and they're targeting it and they're getting it. Yeah, that room has changed quicker than I thought it would. And that's just a testament to what this coaching staff has done and on the victory and everybody that's that's yeah. you know affiliated with that. So that's right. hey uh oh breaking news. You see this? Auburn right. just scored against Indiana again. <laughs> Let's talk basketball in just a second. All right. Yeah, man, that was fun. Uh speaking of fun, our friends at Manscaped, they are the very best in men's grooming. And right now, when you use promo code VICE, like Village Vice, V-I-C-E, you're gonna get 20% off plus free shipping. And uh right now, the lawnmower 5.0 is coming in the in the best 
holiday bundle, the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. It's the ultimate bundle uh, for the man who deserves it all. Not only do you get the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, uh, but you're going to get two free gifts as well Manscapes Boxers 2.0 Premium Underwear and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. So, Listen, next time you're ready to sing, oh, come all you faithful, make sure you feel joyful and triumphant with our friends at Manscaped. Use the promo code VICE to get 20% off plus free shipping, Zach. All right. When we sing that at church in a few weeks, I'm just not going to. No, look. Yeah, let me be clear. If you're offended by that, um, I am too a little bit, quite frankly. I am too. I'm not offended by it, but I just, it's just funny. Lee's going to be like, why are you laughing? I'm like, ah, long story, long story. Um, all right, Auburn yeah, it just is really wrecked. long story. <clears throat> oh, longer Sorry. for uh, some of us uh, than others. So when you, when you look at what Auburn did against Indiana, probably the best two halves of basketball in mm-hmm. the last several seasons. I mean, 250-plus point halves is really hard to do against anybody but especially in a neutral location against uh, a team that's trending towards the tournament, a P5 team in Indiana who was they were 7 and 1 entering the game. Like that's yeah. That's a big quality win, Bradlaw. It is. They had just beaten Michigan on the road. They already beat Maryland. So they were 2 and 0 in their conference already. Um we talked Friday about how they wanted to pound it inside. They wanted to play a slower tempo game, big yeah. physical They want to try to get Auburn's guys in foul trouble, and they just weren't able to do that. Auburn had three turnovers. The third turnover came on a shot clock violation because Auburn was running out the clock late, and like the three that Jalen Harper took with one second on the shot clock didn't draw iron, so technically that's a shot clock violation. Had that not happened, Auburn would have set a new school record for fewest turnovers in a game. So they they played clean, they hit their free throws, and obviously the shooting was much better. I mean, it's 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 tough to find a lot to to nitpick coming out of that game. It was sensational. Yeah, and and this is a team that struggled, probably felt a little shocked, maybe a little embarrassed uh, in their loss on the road to App State. That was a team they certainly should have won, and fortunately, App State in the net rankings isn't too far off of where Auburn is. So uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them as much as we originally thought once the net rankings came out. So that's, that's a positive, but to lose on the road there and then to bounce back after Indiana made four threes to start the game. I mean, they, they, they had to be thinking like, uh Oh, what's going on? Why is this happening? And, and And they fought through it. So I think the mental aspect and the emotional aspect of them clawing back and playing the way that they did for two halves. I think that's a story in and of itself. Yeah, I, I agree. Basketball is a game of runs. And as you watch these games, you you kind of start to understand. And I, and I think most of our viewers are smart enough to know this. You don't panic after four minutes, especially if a team is doing something so different than what they've done consistently. It's not that they had one or two bad games shooting from three. In fact, if that had been the case, I'd have been a little bit worried going into Saturday's game. Um, just just like Aiden Holloway had slumped shooting the ball for a couple of games. You had to know that wasn't going to stay the same. You had to know right. he was going to break out of that. So the fact that they hit four threes, I had a couple of people texting me like, uh-oh. I'm like, nah, don't worry. They'd only made 
like their high number for threes in a game before yesterday was four. So they matched that in the first half, in the first five minutes. Yeah. You knew that was going to cool off at some point. And what I really like about this staff and this team is they didn't run away from the game plan. They didn't go change things defensively. Y'all want to take those threes? Take them. You're not going to keep making them. And they didn't. And that was a big part. Defensively, um, or defense, I think, was what sparked Auburn's surge toward the middle part of the first half. And then they started hitting shots, and it was, you know, it was, it was all over. over from that point. Yeah, it was over. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. Brad, I think uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about this upcoming week. I expect there to be portal commits within yeah. the next 48 hours. You mentioned the schedule. It's about to be a really, really fun talking season time of year. And so we will have that for you four times a week here on Village Vice. But, Brad, I think that about does it for today's show. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.